Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about solo RPGs. Which means you're all by yourself and want to play a game. Yes. Kind of touched on this on solo and one person or one player RPGs. But I think it deserves its own solo episode. <laughs> get it? Solo episode. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I get it. I think uh, a lot of gamers out there who who don't like playing Wait, online. we talked about this before? Yeah. We talked about player solo RPGs and, and one player RPGs. But it was like a shotgun approach. <laughs> we didn't really get into how they work or anything like that. We just said they exist kind of. Anyway, it doesn't work. You're looking at me like you have no clue what I'm talking about. I, I don't remember <laughs> that. <laughs> I guess 144 episodes to do that to you. <laughs> okay, so I think during the pandemic, there's some people who do not like playing online for whatever reason, right? So that It is hard. And so if you're stuck at home during the pandemic and you're not wanting to expose yourself to people uh, or the virus, not people, but the virus, uh, COVID, then you're kind of stuck, right? And so solo RPGs can fill that RPG need or itch. And I think for the most part, they've come a long way, right? Uh, you, you, you played in a, in a solo RPG for the Call of Cthulhu game, right? Yes, I did. What was it called? Do you remember? Something about fire? No, I don't. It was about light. It was something about witches. I don't remember what the name of it was. So can you tell me? I didn't play it. I didn't play it because it was like. I told you it was more of a a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Right. And it was for it was for a player. It was to teach you the the rules. Call of Cthulhu rules. Right. So you said it was more like that, like a choose your own adventure. Right. You would. uh, You did get to roll your dice. Oh, you did. But that was like when you were. I forget. It shows you the way to roll them and stuff. But. But basically, you had choices, what you wanted to do. This, and then when you chose it, then you went to that section of Go the book. Go to this page. And, yeah. Ah, so it was like a choose your own adventure. Yeah. And every once in a while, you would choose. You I would died roll dice. every time. <laughs> you would roll dice, and it was, and then from that dice, you would go to another page, right? Like if you succeed, go to this page. If you fail, I don't remember that no? part. I, I remember the dice more at the beginning when you were choosing. You know, making your character. Oh, for, but for after that, it was just choose your own adventure style game. As far as I recall. Okay. It's been cool. a while since I've. So that's exactly that. what, I, what I was going to say is that I remember being a teenager or a little bit younger and those choose your own adventure books came out. And my yes. parents and my sister, older sister, who just turned 70 not too long ago, uh, was more than happy to buy me books because she was really, she was a. She was a high school teacher, right? So she's like, you need to you know, read. And anything I would read was, sure, here, buy this book. She would give me this book. So she would buy me books, and she would encourage my mom to buy me these books because I was really interested in them. And they were simple books, Choose Your Own Adventure, right? Uh, something about, I don't even remember the titles. I don't even have the books anymore. I don't think I have those. I so, know the books you're talking yes, about because I read the same ones. Probably. Right, and I only, I only think I only got like eight or nine of them. And I guess there was like quite a few of them i forget how many that guy wrote or the people wrote but they were i think they were super popular as a, in the in the 80s uh, early 80s late 70s and i don't know how long they were published but they were you know choose your own adventure i think they were called and you would they would re- read a paragraph and they would say uh, yes or no and then yes go to this page no go to that page 
And usually uh, in the adventures that I remember, they usually, uh, there was one book I would always drown off this one coast, right? And uh, you'd go back and try to do different choices and finally succeed. And that's pretty cool. I mean, that was pretty cool for when I was a kid. And that game that you played, I forget what it was called, but that Call of Cthulhu Adventure. And that's what I would think most solo RPGs were like. I mean, off the top of my head, since I've never played in one. Well, since since you had the experience with the Choose Your Own Adventure books, that would make sense. Yes. That you would think that. And it, and it's true, because in your in your case, that's kind of exactly what they were, except you got to roll dice at the beginning, Well, it too. was... It was that one was specifically to show you some of the rules of Call of Cthulhu right. and how it works. How the how the, the skill dice mechanic works. Right. right. But gamers have been getting a little bit more crafty now, right? And so it's just not roll dice, not choose your own adventure book, glorified choose your own adventure book. Though D&D did come up with those choose your own adventure books. I think there's at least three of yes. them. We bought them. Yes. And they're really well done, right? Yes. The art is fantastic. I think Although they. I, I died in that one too. <laughs> yes, I did too. The hill giant. The one hill giant I, I kept you. dying. So. Yeah. I couldn't but, quite choose the right way. Right. Which are actually very cool because every time you make a different choice, you get to read a different thing. Yes. But it's more reading than actually solo RPGing. Right. And the only thing is you decide what to do, and it, and it's everything's pre-planned. Yeah. Right. So it's not very much like a role-playing game where no. you don't know what's going to happen, more or less. Because if you make the same choices, the exact same thing's going to happen. But now they have actual solo RPG games. Right. What's the difference? A lot of times what happens is, is and I was astounded by the amount of solo RPGs out there. For I like using drive-thru RPGs because PDF, would this would be a great thing for a PDF, right? Something that... Probably it's not going to cost as much as a book, obviously. And it's something you can download right away and start playing right away. So I use drive through RPG all the time. And my PDF collection, which is probably numbers in the thousands, is <laughs> a test to the fact that I like, I like at least get an idea of what games are like on PDF. Now, I am old-fashioned. I am older gamer now. And... I like books, uh, as my bookshelves will attest, <laughs> and I like role-playing books, and I like the book in my hand. Even though uh, PDFs are really good, some of them are really well done. They're optimized in, sen- in the sense that they, if you click on a word or it says combat, it'll take you to the to the combat page or whatever. Or if you click on a skill, it'll take you. Well, on now that, that skill. most people have a tablet, it's kind of like having a book. Yes. Well. I still miss my book. I still, if I really like a game and I want to run it, I'll probably buy the book, which has happened already lately. So they're super easy to get a hold of. You can download them right away. And what is, is there? So I think mo- so there's a few out there that are still like that, like that choose your own adventure. You you don't have a lot of d- decision making other than yes or no type of questions. And everything's already thought out or everything planned out or written. Uh, but lately, you know, gamers are pretty creative. And so how do you, well, actually solo RPGs have been around for a while. I think the first one was probably, uh, Tunnels and Trolls. I remember, that's what I remember from Tunnels and Trolls is that there was a, they would have these solo adventures. Now I never played them, so I don't know how it worked, but I looked at the newer ones and the newer ones are really fascinating because there's nothing predetermined, right? There's no... There's no choose your own adventure 
paragraphs written out and, and depending on what you decide and how you go about it there's none of that what happens is uh, everything's more or less decided by dice rolls and there's lots of tables that you roll on and the dice rolls themselves don't isn't the experience the role playing experience but it's what you come up with to explain or to describe what is going on and i think that's where solo rpgs really shine and, and you're really is it really is a solo RPG. You really, as a player, you really don't know what's going to happen. And your decision, and even you make the same decision, if you play the same solo RPG, if you make the same decision, you're not going to get the same results because there's dice involved. So one game, and there's a ton of games out there, right? There's a, If there is a regular RPG game, there's probably a solo version rules for it. Now, I picked Skion because I really loved Skion uh, as a, a idea for a role-playing game, I bought one of the books, I think. Skion, the first one. And uh, this is the first edition. I think they came out with the second edition. But but I never got to play it because uh, I just never got to, to the game table. I Or I have yet to get it to the game table because I might still do it. Skion is you play characters that are Bond or the ch- children of gods. Now, you don't have their full powers but you have you are gifted or have some powers and uh like they and they're you know this was world of darkness i think is the the p- people who put this on uh that's the rule set and it's super cool right i just love the 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 mythology so for example in the fiction of the book when you first open a book sometimes they have this uh four or five pages of fiction that describe the world or the, yeah, the world that the RPG is about. In this case, this guy was a son of Thor, but he didn't have a hammer, but he was able to lift this humongous gun and shoot people, right? And it was pretty neat. And so I really wanted to get this to the table, but I couldn't. And I never did. And But now there's a solo RPG version of it. And all they do is they give you tools to be able to use to play that game and in that world but these tools help you come up with or like they guide you to to be able to run the game solo without a GM. Of course, there's all kinds of tables and there's all kinds of things that help you describe or get you through the game process. It's a very interesting. The tables I, I found because I was trying to figure out how you would be able to play without having someone they're like <laughs> to you know, tell you. The, the GM telling right. you what's going on, but you just read, yes. obviously. But the uh, there there's the tables. Yes, there's a couple of them that use um, card decks. Yes, and like regular playing card decks or a tarot deck is usually a real. And then they one. also have their own kind of decks where yes. you pick things. I've never really played solo games other than solitaire or played, uh, you know, <laughs> things like that. But um, it was very interesting reading about it. Right. Lo- a long time ago, I forget what charity bundle. Uh, this sounds like a commercial for drive through RPG, but but they do charity drives, right? They'll say, well, uh, a bunch of publishers get together and say, we would ha- like to help. And for $20, money. you can get these blah, blah, blah. And you get like 100 PDFs. Well, you know, I'm trying to do a good cause, a good cause, whatever. So one of these bundles, there was this game called Ronin. I talked about it before. I didn't really look at it too closely, but I was reading through it. And it's a, and this book has like over 20 tables, right? And it only uses six-sided dice. And some of the tables are like, 
you use two six-sided dice, one for the tens and one's for the single digits. So there's quite a few uh, decisions to make, right? Uh, I mean, there's quite a few, uh, not decisions, but if you had, If you had a, a, wouldn't you need a ten-sided dice for the tens? No, no. You use a six-sided dice. So the numbers range from, from uh, what? A one and a, one and a one is a one. A one and two is a different table, and all that, and okay. everything in between. It's not a tens digit, but it, it's that's I how it. I got it. That's how I, uh, I misspoke anyway. And what what's really intriguing about this game is one, it's it's not like a choose your own adventure where there's a lot of words, maybe a picture here and there. It has a lot of nice art. Whoever the the writer of the RPG, either he hired this artist or he, I think he was inspired by the art, and he asked him to make a to be this to do his book and the guy was like yeah let's do this book and it's really nice it's really neat ronin obviously is you know if you don't know what ronin is is a he's a what is it he is a he's a warrior warrior without a master yes. or without uh some uh, loyal to anybody he's like a mercenary or rogue someone would call it this game is about redemption right you know this takes place in mythical japan uh during the feudal the uh, period and start off with uh, making a character by rolling dice. It's, everything's random. And, I mean, everything. It's like, why are you, you know, this game is all about a journey. And you go on journeys until you uh, figure, you know, not figure out, but overcome the, usually there has to be a villain. You overcome the villain. And you roll dice to, what is your, uh, what is Motivation. your quest for? Right, yeah. right. And then it goes even further. It goes, you have bad dreams. What do you dream of? And it has a die roll for that. It has is, uh, what, are your, what is your character flaw? It has a die roll for that. You have a scar. What kind of scar is it? And then it says, what does the scar represent to you? Even building this character, really roll, randomly rolling, even the name, they have a chart for male names and female names. You roll and it gives you a name. And so... In your head, as you're rolling up to come up with this character, it's giving you background. It's giving you motivation of what you're supposed to be doing, and and it's like almost complete making a complete character that you right, would for right. any role playing game. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I had never seen that in a in any game. And so then it's all about journeys, right? It's just a journey of one right. after another. So this is how that it that it works without having a GM is the tables and it gives you different encounters right. so you don't have to come up with them in your head going oh i'm gonna fight this beast right but right. you roll a you roll a dice and then it'll be it, it'll tell you what you're fighting i did notice that a lot of the um like i don't remember which one it was but i was reading the one there's one about space and it is called let me find it really quick because oh, alone amongst the stars alone oh, yeah. among the stars and it says because Salt does have this drive through RPG account, so usually when I'm <laughs> do looking up stuff, I can go to his library and I can usually find it because he's bought it and doesn't know it. So um, I was reading about this. Did one. I have that one? No, not okay. this one. But you had a couple of the other ones that were on my list, and but I found this one very interesting because you're alone in the stars and you are uh, you're basically writing a journal. Which I oh, thought was interesting. So you're you're telling the story as through this person who's out there by themselves, right? Right. And I go, wow, that's very esoteric. So it's like the Ronin journey where you're off right. doing things. I think it's called uh, a wander in search of redemption. So, and then like I said, you roll on uh, different tables. It has, of course, you have attributes. 
there's reputation, there's compassion and determination. Uh, there's four ways to interact with things. Uh, there's talk, charm, intimidate, and fight. So there, there's all kinds of things that you can decide to do and how you want to uh, deal with a certain uh, thing that pops up. It's usually other people, and and I think it was just I think it's just really well done. I mean, I was reading through this, and I, I didn't go I didn't play through it, but I was reading through the tables and and the descriptions are really neat. What happens is, sure, you could just read the descriptions and that would be boring, but if as a role player you imagine these things, right? You you you. You read it and then you imagine what's going on. And what what is interesting is that I, I read this blurb. I don't know where I read it, but uh, it was probably in the critique and some and they state that unlike other RPGs where the GM is explaining or describing things, there's always that loss, right? That's what they called it. There's a loss of I don't know what you call it. What is it? It's what you think in your head versus right. what other. It's like when you're reading a book, yes, and you're pronouncing words in your yes. head, and then you hear somebody else or pronounce names. the word, names. and you're like, "That's how you say it." But how do you know that that's really how you say it? Because yes. that's just the way they say it. Well, at one point we went to go. See, uh, we're gonna digress here. We went to go see Robert Jordan. Yes, we went to go see Robert when he was still alive, obviously, and we was signing the book called "Path of Dagger- Daggers," and he read an excerpt. excerpt excerpt he read some pages from it he read some pages from his latest book and when he said the name of this one bad witch or what do they call them the women sorcerers acidai acidai right now i didn't pronounce it back then in my head i don't know how i pronounced that word but there was this one evil one called leandrin like oh that's how you say the name because what happened was in my head when i read the name i didn't i didn't read the d so I just called her Leandin. And then and then I forgot I actually just forgot how to say her name. And so when he said I'm like, who the hell is that? And it was weird because what was really weird is that we were waiting in line, because there's always lines, right? Back back in the old days. We we're in line and this this there was obviously people who were really into Robert Jordan waiting in line. Now I'm a fan, but these people were like really fans, right? This was back when AOL was still around. And well, I can know it's still around now, but now AOL was like a big deal, and there were these groups. I don't know what they call them. Anyway, but they were really into it, and they were. I am, I am Deidre from the Blue Aja, and that's how they would describe themselves, and they would talk about the goings on in the book. And so there was one of those ladies in line with us. Me and Jolene went, and she was talking about the last books and this and that, and and then she's talking about different characters and almost every character name except for like the main characters who were like, okay, Rand. You know, how can you get that name off? Every name she said, I'm like, who the hell is she talking about? Because I didn't <laughs> pronounce it that way in my head. So there's that loss. There's a loss between the gym, even uh, even in writing when people write things and describe things. They're going to see something different. Well, we've talked about this before. When you are the GM, yeah, having photos or pictures of what you're trying to describe. Because, you know, you can describe something to people, but a photo is really worth a thousand words. Because <laughs> you can be describing something. They're not going to see what you're describing. Yes. They're going to see what they are seeing in their head. And they have their own idea of what shimmering light is. Or, or if I describe a canyon, some people are thinking the Grand Canyon. Yes. And other people aren't. They're some people are thinking like a gorge. A, yeah, gorge. a gorge. Or yes. Something, yeah. 
Exactly. And so what, what this one person who review was reviewing, I think it was a reviewer of, of these solo RPGs, he was saying is that there's no, you know, I hate to use the term, computers are packet loss, right? Between the message messenger messenger and the, and the person receiving the message because it's just you. You're reading this and you know in your head exactly what you see and there's there's no misinterpretation of what of what is going on. You don't have to get out a, a, a mat and draw a map for yourself. <laughs> exactly. Or like, okay, you know... Or if you say that there's a rigid trees uh, along the along the road you're, you're walking on, you know what that means in your head. Right. You don't and have to describe it to yourself. And you don't have to argue with the GM going, oh, that's not what I thought I saw. Now, is that north or south? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I was like... You know, that was interesting to me because, like, I think that really does make a huge difference is that when you read something, you read it, you see it in your head, and, and there's not going to be a mis- miscommunication later on when you say, oh, I thought you said it was a thick forest. Oh, yeah, a thick forest, pine trees, you know, scarcely, you know. And then somebody says forest, and they think redwood trees. And then somebody says forest, and they say, oh, it's like more like a high desert forest where there's, there's not a lot of trees, just a lot of bushes. And so there's no... There's no misinformation given from the... Because the shared experience is just with yourself. Yes. Because so you know what you're thinking. <laughs> I would hope so. And I thought that was and pretty you interesting. you probably... It may not even be what the person who wrote the adventure is right. thinking because you're thinking something different. And it doesn't matter. Right. So I thought that was interesting. And of course, you know, when, when, uh, when they write these lists and these tables, they're very descriptive and they're very well written because they want to invoke... Uh, image, but not totally describe the image, right? They just want you to come up with, and of course, everybody's going to read it differently. Everybody's going to see something different in their own head. And I thought it was pretty neat. I was reading through the tables of Ronin. You know, there's 20 tables. Like I said, there's quite a few. What happens is you go to a destination and you roll to see who you meet. And then depending on if they're an ally or a, or a possible ally or an enemy, there's different reactions that you can take. Remember, there was the four reactions, uh, talk, charm, uh, whatever intimidate intimidate and fight well obviously if he's a if he's an enemy you're not gonna charm him you have to either you try you could, yeah there's only certain actions are available to certain types of people you meet so i thought it was really well done i like i said it's probably one of the, uh, i didn't really look at too many other ones i kind of looked at the one for uh ski on because i really like is, is that how you, how you say the word ski on i sure hope so uh, s-c-i-o-n that's yeah. how I say it. Okay, that's I how we know. say it. I was looking at that, and they have uh, implementation of clocks and and motivations for things, and so I'm like, wow. So, so it's a long distance away from the choose your own adventures. And I think that's pretty cool. I think, and I gotta say, when you when you're reading off these tables that are trying to evoke, they don't explicitly describe things, but they describe things enough that they like light up your imagination. And I think that's pretty neat. And so I think that's pretty cool. I think, and like I said, with the die rolls is you as a player who's playing in this game, you don't know what's going to happen. So nothing's predetermined, unlike those choose your adventures, which I really find pretty interesting. Well, there are all kinds of, of ways that they do this also, because I was reading about a whole bunch of them. One of them is Iron Sworn, which Right. I looked at Saul has it downloaded or has it, <laughs> but there's a there. It was really really long, and I didn't really want to go through the whole thing. Well, the thing about Iron Sword is it can be played with single player GM less or GM light, which was very interesting. <laughs> um, I found it most most interesting. Some of them there's a game called Expedition, which uses decks of cards 
it's like you buy like the it's like a deck of card thing oh, okay and and you, as you're going through it you can play it by yourself but um it gives you the magic melee music and magic loot anyway <laughs> there's all kinds of different things there's it was very interesting to see and then like i said the the alone among the stars yeah. is a journal game where you're you're by yourself and you're doing these things out and and discovering different planets and you're writing uh, like a log like yes. and then you're writing a up a a thing telling you about what you find on the planet yeah there's this weird game called the beast <laughs> the beast is a journaling game well one of the ones that i thought was very interesting i watched um i think they're it was called gentleman bandit Ooh, and of course it's very weird because oh. you're playing you are it's a poetry game where you are um writing about this bandit that you are this evil character and you're talking about <laughs> you're making a poem which i thought was very strange oh man that would suck for me because I, I well no you're, you but you're using a card deck a, oh. a regular card deck to do it oh so, regular uh, 52 card yeah and it gives you ideas about how how you're making the poem and stuff oh, so it was I might, very interesting I, you know i've always wanted to be able to like poetry or devise poetry or come up with poetry I just haven't been exposed to so much. So each suit in the deck gives you a different motif for the next line of the poem. Oh. I thought it was, uh, I'm not sure I would want to play it because I'm not, I, I'm not sure I could, I, I would, <laughs> it, it just, it seemed really, really cerebral to me versus, you know, a chart where you can roll a dice. Right. And <laughs> I think you, you, well, in that game, because there's less, what, prompt, there's less stuff to fire your imagination. It, there's a little bit more work on you on you as a player right and that, that might be good for some people because some people's imaginations they don't need a, a short sentence to to for them to come up with all kinds of stuff they just need uh like you said a prompt so a short thing or oh, this is what this means or this is what should be your next line right in your port yeah i don't know i might have to look that one that up. was it was it was very interesting and then um there's also when i was looking it up there were these different different kinds right there were actually they're more like board game and and play and oh. and role playing game one. One is called from the Choose Your Own Adventure game line. They have these. <laughs> they have like a little a board that has the psychic scale on it and the danger meter. And then they have these little. They have sets of decks of cards and you're picking them and doing things. So oh. it gives you a. It makes it, it. It looked interesting. And then of course they actually have boxed games where you are the there's actual play involved you where you can play it by yourself right so that you're it's a role-playing game but it's in a, a card kind of card deck or or uh a board game kind of style oh which was neat. very well probably a board game like keeps well, track of your stuff and one of the ones that they talked a lot of people talked about was gloomhaven which i guess you can play a solo adventure oh, yeah, on yeah. which i've seen the box but it's huge yes. and I'm not sure. I that. think it's like $150, and I think uh, it was super huge Kickstarter. It's, and if they redid the Kickstarter to make like a second, not a second edition, but just to reprint the the game, because a game that costs $150, a lot of game stores are not going to buy it and have it on their shelves. But it was so popular, I did see it in game store store shelves, and people did buy it. I also did see it in the aftermarket when I was when we were still going to uh, to uh, 
convent the, to flea markets and uh I, I think one of our friends bought it uh, remember alicia she bought gloomhaven uh, but she traded it for another game that she had because she's a she's a huge board gamer and she was in negotiations with the guy who had gloomhaven and she was what would you what would you like to trade with i forget what game she mentioned and it was obviously a game that was like also super popular because his eyes lit up when she said the name and he goes okay you have have you played it and she goes no i opened the box and looked at it and i knew it wasn't for me he goes so you didn't open any of the envelopes i have no clue what game it was and but his eyes were like yes okay yeah the straightaway trade and she's like well can you give me some and then i forget i walked away at that point <laughs> <laughs> i could see certain games you can play uh solo like board games and uh, and some of them are almost like adventure games like conan and stuff like that and gloomhaven is kind of like this hybrid board game rpg where you go on adventures and stuff but obviously there's rules uh usually in that game i don't know if that game you have to have a gm well, I know if it's anything like, um, like Castle Ravenloft, that those old games. No, I was thinking of, I was thinking of, of just a regular board game, Glenmore, where when we play, when you play with two people, <laughs> there's a robot, there's a there's a, do- <laughs> there's a dice for the third person, and it randomly you just pick up the dice and roll it, and it just randomly takes stuff away, so you can't buy it. <laughs> so when I think about solo gaming, I can see that, and the new one that we got, Lost Cities of Arnok. The Lost Ruins of Arnok. Lost Ruins of Arnok. They have a solo one. Yes. Which I thought about when Sal was playing a game with his friends. I'm all, I could do that. But it's a really big box and you, it takes a long time to set up the game. <laughs> and I'm all, I can't even imagine. By the time I got it set up, I'd be going, I don't know if I'd have enough time to finish it before Sal was done because you're playing it by yourself. But it has little cards or little, um, yeah, they're cards. Yeah. And, and it tells you what the other person does or or what gets taken away so you can't get oh, it. Oh, so it's kind of like Lynn Moore. Yeah. So, so the, the, they call it a bot player, I think, in in board games. And the bot player does this and the bot player does that. And it's usually it's decided by a random die roll. But in this case, it just you flip over a card and it yeah. tells you what they buy. But there's special rules for single players. Of course. Which I play games on the tablet all the time, like Ticket to Ride. Yeah, but those are against artificial split, intelligence. Those are against the, yeah, AIs. Which, a real bot. <laughs> yeah. And you can go online and play with other people. But oh, yeah. those aren't single players. Those are, you're playing against bots or AIs, right? Yeah. Whereas you would actually, these kind of games, solo adventures or solo RPGs or even solo board games, there's special rules for playing by yourself. Yes. In fact, when I was looking at the, at the list of solo RPGs that were implementations of regular, I do have Alone in the Dark, which is I don't know what game it is, but there's Alone in the Loop, which gives you rules. Oh, for I playing. saw that. I saw that bundle, and I was like, I wonder if Saul bought that no, already because it looked really cool. It's like a seventy dollar bundle, but <laughs> there's like eighty games in it, so I thought it was pretty cool. There's a Dog's Guide to Solo Play, which is for Pugmire. Pugmire is a is a RPG, a regular RPG that deals with where you play dogs, like uplifted dogs, not uplifted, but... And just so you know, when I went on to, to drive through RPG to look up solo games, a lot of them said you had to have the original, the original core rule book. Right, like this one, yeah. And and to me, uh, Saul was busy when I was doing this, so I didn't want to... I wanted to try one out before we did the episode, but I didn't because I wasn't sure... Um, if Saul had the book, which chances are he did, but I wouldn't na- wouldn't necessarily be able to find it without bothering him at the time. So, just just as a as a caveat that you should know about solo RPGs, if you're going to get one, you probably 
will have to invest in the RPG book too. Right. So drive through RPG might be a good way to do that. Well, right? all all of these are like that. They need the original RPG because they're using the rules. It's like right. it's like a board game right. that it's using the. Yes. It has solo rules. Right. So this is like uh, for RPGs. Right. It has solo. A right. Solo, this, this, a solo this, version. That was very interesting. Ronin is a standalone game. Ronin is not based on another game. It's all it is is it was built. There was one called Beowulf. Is that um, yes, a standalone? A, is, is it a standalone. one player game? One or player a, and one GM. One player and one GM, yeah. Yes. Uh, so all these are implementations of uh, solo games for games that already exist. So there's Grim and Perilous for Zweilander. I have those rules. Uh, there's a OSR solo for. O- I saw that one too, and that looked very interesting. And then there's Fifth Edition has solo games. So, th- so whatever, whatever your game is. I'm sure there is probably a solo adventure for it because you already have the rules, right? Right. So there's solo Dungeon World. There's a for 7C, solo Fates, solo Savage Worlds, solo Laser, Ashen Stars, uh, solo Symbarium, solo World of Darkness. And and what they all do is they, they have a lot of these are, are made by this, some of them are made by the same company or same style where you use the original rules and then on top of that they add these rules so you can play tables by or cards right. or there's or, uh, well there's or these, special things yes there's these uh techniques that you use to to come up with adventures or 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 villains or whatever the different things that can happen in the game and i think they're pretty cool i like i said i read the ski on one i was really impressed at how well it was done and they're not just type paper they have art and they have the font and they're really nicely put together pdfs and if you have a favorite system out there that you like and or a game system that you have sitting on your shelf and never played hey you know go check out see this uh, solo rpg on drive through and see if there's a solo version of it and you or can- ask somebody at your game store or online on Rule 20, I'm sure people will be able to tell you. <laughs> well, if you could ask and stuff, you could probably play online. <laughs> well, a lot of people maybe don't like playing online, though. That's true. I agree. So I think there's plenty of opportunities out there for, for you to play an RPG, even if you were by yourself. I like going to drive to RPG because... like I said, He's not doing a commercial for I'm them, not, by But the there's way. A, just a... Sh- uh, yeah, we don't get any money for it. Trust me. And there's, uh, there's just a sheer number of things that come up. It's just amazing to me. And I think it's pretty cool. I was pretty impressed. So if you actually can play a game by yourself, I think that would be very nice to be able to try to do it. Right. Um, I haven't actually got the time yet, but one of these days, maybe if Saul's busy, I could try it. <laughs> I we suggest both, you try We can both try it. Yeah, we can do it together. <laughs> you play one and I'll play another. I don't, I don't know if that'll work. That wouldn't work with us because we would be too excited to tell the other person exactly. what we were doing. Well, we, we showed each other in different rooms. Yeah, I think that would be interesting uh, and then compare notes. At least there's the option out there that right. if you can't get together with your group and you really, really need to play, you can figure out how to do this. Yes. So there you go. Good luck. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day.